everybody, on this week's show we have a special guest, and uh, on this week's show we'll also be doing the Universal Studios uh, trip report from the trip that I just took. So uh, we're going to have that for you, we're going to have a lot of sound clips and live uh, reviews from uh, restaurants and stuff that we ate at, and a lot of things happened along the way. So enjoy this, and we'll be back with you again next week. This is show 326 for the week of May 18th, 2015. You're listening to Universal's Door. Find us at universalsdoor.com. Listen every week for a new show and rate us on iTunes. Follow us at youtube.com slash theseamazingplaces, facebook.com slash theseamazingplaces, twitter.com slash amazingplaces, or contact us at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. Okay, uh, as I said before, we are going to be doing a, uh, well, I should say, maybe say quick uh, trip report here. And by we, I mean me, and I've got Connor on the show for the first time. You've heard me talk about him, but uh, this is his first and possibly only appearance. So uh, since he was on the trip with me, I figured who better to do the trip report with than Connor. Say hello, Connor. Hello. Okay, and so what we're going to do is run through the things that we did on most of this trip. We may lose some things along the uh, forget some things along the way, but all in all, I think we're going to do a pretty good job of hitting it. Uh, we're also going to do some live reviews. You're going to hear them. We'll play some live things that happened to us and throughout the park. So, uh, anyway, uh, here we go. We're going to start off with uh, the Cabana Bay Beach Resort Family Suite. We have a video that's going to be going up that you can preview of that and the, that side of the property. By that side, I mean the Starlight Castaway and the Thunderbird side. On that side, you do not have the Lazy River, but that is where the suites are at. Uh, we had a poolside suite, and uh, with the suite, if you watch the video, it'll help. You actually have two queen-size beds, you have a couch, you have two chairs and a living room that can be closed off from a doorway. Um, you have a microwave, you have sink. Full, it's a full kitchen, I think. Uh, you don't have an oven, though, but you do have a microwave. No oven. No oven? No, okay. no micro-fridge, sink. Uh, you do have a bar, kind of, yeah. that you can use, so it was very comfortable. Um, we actually went back sometimes on mid-days and, and took breaks. Uh, one day we actually stopped and watched, I think, uh, about three or four episodes of a middle marathon, so if anybody doesn't know what that show is, then uh, go check it out. It's, it's a pretty funny show. Uh, so what did you think of this week as far as comfortability, Connor? Um, extremely comfortable. Um, I guess... So the chairs and stuff, you know, just in general, uh, the furniture was comfortable, but also just like the setting of it, um, how it looked, that 50s theme. Um, I don't know. There's always been something that's just inviting and comfortable about that. Um, so I liked it. Well, I lived through it, so. Well. <laughs> but yeah, no, I liked it. It was very comfortable. It's bright. It kind of just makes you feel happy yeah, when you get happy. through it. And so the music is fun to just kind of listen to as you go throughout the the property uh, okay so that's really I mean that that thing is comfortable it was not an accessible room but Connor had no problems getting around no it. Problems there was plenty of room beds were comfortable pillows were comfortable you have two TVs a nice thing is somebody if somebody wants to sleep 
uh, and somebody else wants to watch TV, you can watch TV in the other room. You shut the door off. The living room is essentially separated then from the bedroom. And so if you watch the video too, it'll really help to show you how they break up the bathrooms and the bedrooms from the living room. Everything is kind of broke off from another area. So many people could get ready, could sleep, could watch TV, could do things without bothering the other people that are in the room. Okay, uh, let's see here. Next, the Galaxy Bowl. This is also, this is the bowling alley. Yes. Ten-lane bowling alley that is in uh, uh, the Cabana Bay Beach Resort. We did not bowl. From what we understand, it was $9 per game to bowl. I do not know if that included shoes. I would say it probably does. Maybe. Um, I don't remember reading anything about, like, extra right. but, uh, for shoes. Which would be great. We really didn't check. I'm thinking, though, who brings bowling shoes with them on vacation. Yeah. And so, unless you're a bowler. And so, you know, <laughs> unless you're like a professional bowler and you happen to have your shoes and your ball with you. Uh, so anyway, we uh, we did eat in the Galaxy Bowl Diner, I guess, whatever it would be called. It, yeah, bowling alley slash restaurant, I guess. Right, yeah. And uh, it, the service isn't the fastest, but we kind of came into right at the beginning of their day. So I'll give them a break on that. Well, they had to warm things up and get, and, get the kitchen ready. Um, kind of going into... Well, I think you're going to be talking about here in a second. The amount of food they gave us was incredible. So it made it was well worth the wait, I think. So once again, happy music. Everybody seemed to be having a good time. We were in there at like 12.30, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, 12.30 in the morning, well, afternoon, early afternoon. And the place was full, and everybody seemed to be having a good time. So if you're not into swimming, or if you're there in February or January when it's cold, and you may not want to swim, then just go up and... And bowl if you're not going to go to the parks or city walk during there, that day. There's also pool tables, I think. Outdoor two, pool two tables. Two or four. I know there's at least two. There were two. Okay. Um, on the pool side? Yeah, on the swimming pool side, yeah. that was yeah down on property. So when you come out of your room, uh, let's see here, it would be on the castaway side. Yes. There are two pool tables right there, outdoor pool tables. You, you can go out and play. Yeah, so they really, they give you quite a bit to do. If, uh, you know, say you don't want to go to the parks or you even you know don't even want to swim they still give you other stuff that you can do um, to be able to have fun yep uh, okay so what we're gonna do uh, here is we did a live review of the food and uh, other things uh, I think while we were in sitting at our table in the Galaxy Bowl and so uh, I'm gonna play that now and you guys listen to that and we'll be right back all right, Connor and I are here at the Galaxy Bowl. We're eating the $19 sampler platter that has Southwest uh, uh, egg rolls, uh, barbecue chicken wings, and uh, beef nachos. Actually, with some, with some, are they buffalo chicken wings? Okay, buffalo chicken wings with a large portion also of uh, uh, nachos with beef and stuff on them. Um, and they do a couple vegetables there on the side, so. Looks really Rick, uh, good. We're going to dig in. Um, before um, before we do, though, uh, we also wanted to catch the uh, great 50s music they got playing here. Thought maybe we'd let you enjoy a little bit of that. So we're, the tables here are basically set up right beside the um, bowling lanes. There's 10 bowling lanes in here, and right now they're all full. People bowling and having a good time. So, um, 
I would die right now to get a little Beach Boys or some, uh, uh, some Tony Bennett, but hey, we got the music we got. Eating the um, Southwest uh, egg roll right now, and it's fabulous. Probably enough for 20 uh, for three people, and there's only two of us. You might even be able to get four people in on this. So for $19, it sounds like a lot, but it's really not that bad. When you see the size of it. That's well worth it. I mean, it's not just large, but it's actually good. Mm -hmm. This is well worth it. finding on most of the places on property that we're eating. Uh, you can actually, between two adults, and we actually eat quite a bit, so we're not light eaters. Between two adults, you can easily split most meals. So if you'll hear most of our reviews, you're gonna find out that we are splitting the meals that we're having, and we actually walk away with plenty to eat, so. It's more than enough. Yeah. All right, guys, I think that, uh, oh, by the way, yeah, Galaxy Bowl. I think it's nine dollars a game per yeah. person to play. That's probably before shoe rentals. I don't know if that's included, but looks like it's a lot of fun up here. Um, a lot of people seem to just be having a good time right now. So get up here and check this place out. It's right up on the second story uh, above the lobby. So you'll see it right off of the uh, actually off of the swimming pool area. You see a large ramp. It's actually in the uh, I believe it's in the castaway. Starlight and Thunderbird area on the second floor. So get over here and check us out when you make it property. Alright, that's what we got for you for now. See ya. Okay, uh, it's nice to get back to the moment and hear when we were there. It's been a little while now, I think. Probably a little over a month uh, since we were there. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, I think, actually almost exactly a month. Almost exactly a month, you're right. All right, next we're going to talk about the gift shop that was at the cabana. In the gift shop, let's, and I did say this also in the video, if you have not, let's say you didn't get a chance or you forgot to maybe get something in the parks while you were there, they have a pretty good assortment of things that uh, are Universal Parks related, uh, Harry Potter related. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what is it, Despicable Me related? They actually have quite a bit of stuff so that, you know, if you did, forget to get something for somebody while you're there. The gift shop is perfect to go in there and just pick something up. Uh, it's nice and big and it actually sits right below Starbucks, below, beside Starbucks, on the lower floor, right off of the lobby. And let's see here, or it's right below the Jack Lane's Exercise Center. Correct? Yes. I believe that's Yeah, right. it's right below it. And so the people were in there were real nice. We had a good time just walking through. We actually went in there and just shopped around a little bit as we were waiting on our car to show up to take us back to Disney property. Uh, next, okay, this one you can actually see video for. It's already up, and that is the walking pad. 
That path heads from the cabana to City Walk. You can also take it if you are staying at one of the deluxe resorts, and that would be low specific. The Hard Rock, I think, is on that side also. And uh, I'm thinking that might be the two that are on that side. And soon yeah. to be Sapphire, Sapphire Falls. Falls. Uh, so anyway, the path from Cabana takes about 13 minutes to walk. You can see that in the video. And we walked kind of fast, but I didn't feel like we walked really fast. You can see that no, in the I video. Think we probably averaged about that. Really nice walk. We actually made it uh, sometimes three or four times a day. Yeah. Instead of taking the buses, we just took the walk. It's gorgeous along the way. So I guess it's, the best way to say that is just go and check out the video. Really, It's gorgeous. It's not crowded. Um, and you can just, I don't know, you can see some stuff along the way that you don't normally see while just being in a bus. Yep. And so I think it's well worth the walk. And it's, it's not going to add that much more to your day as far as walking. So give that a shot. Let's see here. Okay. Oh, oh do remember too. I, I don't know why you wouldn't, but make sure that you have your room key with you when you take the uh, the path to walk, because there's a gate to to get into the path. I think no, there's a gate to get to get back into Cabana Beach from the path. Well, there's actually Some, two. I think. Oh, that's true. One to go to and from the walking path, and then there's one to go back into the actual resort from right. the parking lot. And so you're gonna need your key. Sometimes those gates are left open, but don't count on it. So we saw one guy who uh, who did not have his key and he was stuck just calling somebody trying to get through. And so anyway, yeah, just remember that when you take that with you. Uh, next, let's see here. Cowfish. We had a cowfish in City Walk. And we actually did do a live review. Uh, cowfish is a fantastic place. I thought it the prices great. were amazing. The Definitely. selection of food that they have is off the hook. And they actually have a second story. That is where we ate. We actually ate outside, out on the uh, uh, up on the second story. The balcony area. Yeah, and I think I did some video of this also, and so you'll see the video if you watch the video. I'll get it up, and you can see what it looks like from the second story during the daytime. Uh, staff was really nice. Extremely nice. The, um, the place was comfortable too, even outside, and it was. It was getting warmer during that day, but it was still very comfortable to just kind of hang out. Yeah, the balcony, though, that was kind of the good thing. Is even though it was getting hotter at that point, um, the balcony was entirely shaded, Yeah. if I remember correctly. Yep. Um, so, yeah, you didn't feel any of the heat. You were just able to sit down, enjoy your food, and enjoy a nice uh, well, meal. Mean, yeah, a nice meal and, uh, and so, nice waiters and waitresses. Let's see, and we'll say in the review what we got. I got, I'm just going to think of it, see if I can remember it here. Uh, the Squeaker Burger, I think it was called. Yeah. And you got tuna sushi. Uh, yeah, it was. Get what it was called. Um, I think it was literally just. Uh, you know what? Like we'll say it. I'm sure sushi. we'll say it in the live review. But uh, uh, go there, go there and check it out. I think it's honestly, it's a great place to go and eat. Yeah. And such different items that you can choose from. That that's what kind of makes it fun. And we, I think we were in there at like one o'clock. Um. And it was it was not busy yeah. at all when we went in. Yeah, I think it was around one o'clock. And no, there were maybe what two other people. Two other people us? maybe outside with us. Yeah, there were some people inside, but it wasn't crowded. It wasn't, by no, enemies. it was not crowded at all. Okay, so we'll play the live review, and then we'll be back after that. All right, Connor and I are here at Talfish, and uh, let's see. I just ate the squeal burger. Big squeal. 
Big Squeal, thank you. I've already forgotten the name of it. That was uh, $15. It was a half a pound of hamburger, and there was honestly another half a pound of stuff on the hamburger. But it was great, well worth the money, so I would recommend this place to anyone. Uh, Connor, you've got what? I've got the spicy tuna roll. Um, I don't remember how much it was. I but think it was 14 Okay. Yeah, it was 14 Well worth the money, easily. Um, yeah, it's really good. Good stuff. Uh -huh. So, um, they have a lot of other stuff on the menu in case somebody doesn't know what cowfish is. They do a mixture of, of course, it's like I said, it's beef stuff and, um, and uh, seafood. Actually, what was on my burger, though, was... Um, it was pulled pork and a beef burger, half a pound beef patty. So with uh, lettuce, uh, no tomato, pickles, uh, onions, you know, the regular, regular. And uh, then they've got their sauce that they put on it. So uh, Connor's sushi pretty much is common sushi. Yeah, big, it's pretty um, big chunk of got, tuna though in the middle, don't you think? Yeah, it's got uh, tuna, of course, that's seaweed. Uh, it has some celery and avocado, I think. Got some wasabi on the side. Yeah. So, Connor said the biggest thing maybe is that, you know, if you're picking it up to eat it, it uh, will stick kind of to your hands with that, whatever they're using to keep the rice on it. So, other than that, uh, great meal. I would definitely say get over here and give this place a try if you're out here. Definitely. All right. We'll be back. Okay. Next, we're moving right back into food or dessert again. And that is going to be Florian Fortescue's ice cream parlor and let's see before I got the chocolate raspberry when I was there with Cameron chocolate raspberry and the uh, chocolate chili which uh, the chocolate chili was my choice out of those two and this time let's see here we got the strawberry peanut butter and the clotted cream and I think both of our choice out of this would be the strawberry peanut butter I, I enjoyed it all okay yeah that was <laughs> Honestly, for being just a simple theme park, yeah, yeah, they blew me away with how good um, their food was, just all around, and especially the ice cream. I don't know, like, I don't know how they did it, but they managed to make ice cream taste fresh. Well, the, the clotted cream. I just want to make sure now that we don't make because it, it does have a different taste to it. It's kind of an oddly sweet kind of taste. I know it's ice cream, but it would be sweet. Um, so just be careful, you know. Um, they do not. I thought at one time they were given samples of it, but then when Cameron and I went there, they were not. I did not even try this time. So uh, you may ask for a sample of the clotted cream and see if they'll let you have maybe a spoonful. Uh, just give it a shot. Uh, the strawberry and peanut butter though was really good. Yes. I had no qualms about it. Uh, this it actually tasted like you were eating freshly, kind of ground up yeah, strawberries. That's what I was saying. Is that it? I've never tasted. Uh, ice cream before that tasted fresh. Right. I don't know how they did it. No. No, but you're right. Yeah, it's very good. Well worth trying out. So Definitely. Uh, yeah. Worth trying. So definitely get out there. Florian Ford Excuse has so many flavors. If you don't want to spend a lot of money, just get a couple scoops in a cup. I think it was like four ninety nine for that. And we both ate that. Yep, we did. I and felt it was like plenty. I got plenty. Yep. If you did that twice a day, you would be more than satisfied with dessert or something sweet. Uh, next is the fishy green ale, and we got that in Fortune Affair. Uh, that is actually right around the corner from from uh, Florian Fortescue's. I wasn't sure, even though I walked in there quickly before, I did not buy anything. So this time I had to kind of map it out and figure out where is this place and try to remember it. And so 
Um, that's all they do in there is serve drinks. So you can go in. They often have ales, uh, draft beers, stuff like that also. But then they have uh, butter beer of every kind. And then they very the, like the, they have very many different types of drinks, like uh, fishy green tea. Fishy green ale. Fishy green ale, yeah. that is and what then, we got. They had a fuzzy, what, fuzzy, fizzy. I don't know. You know what? Tea. Yeah. It was like a bubble tea. Yeah. So let's go into what Actually, the fishy green ale, that was the bubble. That was, fishy okay, green yeah. ale was the fishy bubble. Fishy green ale did have bubbles. Too. Yeah. And so, in case somebody doesn't know what that bubble, those bubbles are, they're actually these odd little balls. Okay, so the, the stuff is like green. gel. Just like it says. And then they're, they're little, like, gel balls. balls. I guess they're like a little balloon, kind of, that yeah. you can bust them. You suck them up through this big black straw with the drink that tastes kind of uh, fruity but with a cinnamon taste to it. Which sounds disgusting when you kind of hear it, but then when you get the raspberry taste in your mouth from the little thing and it breaks, it's it tastes really good. No, it, I've I've never tasted anything like that to where it sounded like it would be completely disgusting, but I couldn't I couldn't stop myself from drinking it because it was so good. Yeah. But it was it was extremely different. It was refreshing though too. Yeah. It didn't taste like you just drank uh, soda with a bunch of sugar or something. No, it so was, it actually did not make you more thirsty, which a lot of things with a lot of sugar would. This did not. No, it was just good. Yeah. And so yeah, like you said, refreshing. Definitely go in there and try that out uh, next time we're in. We're going to try out even some additional things. Fin- Connor finally got to be in there. This was his first time in the parks, by the way, in Universal Parks altogether. And so he did get to try um, butterbeer. He tried it cold and he tried it frozen. Yeah, I tried both. Thawed and frozen. Yeah, and so what did you think of both? Both were extremely, extremely good. And as I remember, the frozen still tasted like a cryogenically frozen whatever, yes. and so it just, yeah, it froze your brain when you if you take a big drink of it. Even but. the heat of uh, the Florida sun. Yeah. But very good. Okay, let's see here. And you, of course, can get butter beer any place along the way. Uh, if you want to try someplace else to get... Probably even the, I'm not sure about the ale, you could try, uh, or some of these other specialty drinks. You might try over on Hogsmeade side, the uh, Hogshead Tavern. They might have it, they might not. I'm not sure. We'll have to check that out next time we get there. Uh, let's see here. Okay, we fi- finally made it into Honeydukes. This is my third trip to the parks. I was there after Hogsmeade first opened and did not make it into Honeydukes at that time. Made it in this time. And this time we actually bought some fizzing WYSIWYGs. Yeah. Um, which are... They're chocolate frogs? Yeah. I think it's what they were... Or flies. Were they frogs or flies? I think they were fro- frogs. Okay. That's horrible. Somebody they, who knows Potter right now is screaming at their... At their... <laughs> yeah, whatever they're listening through. Uh, oh. But then they have like pop rocks yeah, inside of pop them. pop rocks. So... And the chocolate was really good. Uh-huh. So I... No, once again... Just an extremely different taste, but something that was so good you couldn't stop yourself from right. eating it. And a real quality item, which is, uh-huh. yeah, this is pretty much standard for everything that we did there. Uh, everything was very quality. It tasted great. It didn't, it didn't taste anything like cheap. No. Not no, watered down, was, not like uh, they cut corners, not like they were saying, oh yeah, here's a, uh, uh, whatever, fishy green ale and it's Mountain Dew with you know, cinnamon in it. It wasn't anything like that. No, it was everything was extremely high quality. It tasted like it was all like freshly made. Like they weren't using anybody else's um, 
sodas or anything, putting it into it. Yep. Like they were making it right there behind the counter. Okay. And so, yeah, going there, they had so many different kinds of candies in there. that Yeah, we only tried the one. Yeah. And so I did get video of this. I'll have video of a lot of stuff up over time here. So just go check out the uh, YouTube page at youtube.com slash these amazing places and you'll see video from all over the place in the parks. All right. Next, uh, we're back to drinks again. And this is just a quick one. I've been there before. We stopped at the uh, Eternals Elixir uh, over in Carcat Market, right across from actually, not too far from where, um, uh, come on, Celestina Warbeck and the Banshees play, and Three Brothers stage is at. It's right close to yeah, there. Yeah, it's their event stage. Right. Main event stage in Diagon Alley. Yep. And so um, we got, let's see here, before I got the... Euphoria. Yeah, the elixir to induce euphoria. Yeah, very good, very good. I can't remember any of these. So, and so this time we actually bought two others. As we were sitting here, I could not remember the names of them. Do you remember them at all? Um, well, the one that I remember was um, it was elixir of fire resistance, I believe. Yes, and that was the punch one. Yes. Uh, uh, no, no, that was the uh, watermelon tasting. It was. Yes. Okay, Dude, I think that um, uh, he's he keeps going back to watermelon. Well, this is a whole Disney <laughs> thing, so you'll have to get that somewhere else. All right, so I'm looking up the um, the other type of drink here, and it might be the elixir of life. Um, or maybe that's not the one that we got. No, I I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I'm looking for them, and hang on here. Okay, so I just looked these up. And so what we have here are the fire protection potion. Yes. That's okay, the light one. red orange one. Uh, the babbling beverage. This was the fruit yes. punch with yes. layers of tropical fru- fruits. Is this the one that you thought tasted like the watermelon? Um, no, that was the one that was no, the fruit right. punch. No, you're right. Fire protection potion. I'm just going to read what each one of these is. The fire protection potion is a sweet blend of watermelon with hints of peach and strawberry summer in a bottle, oh, strawberry, somewhere in a bottle. We did drink that, and that was good, that was oh, great. Great. Yeah. Uh, the babbling beverage, that's a fruit punch with layers of tropical fruits, we did drink that. The next one is the draft of peace. It's bursting berry flavors of blueberry, blackberry, raspberry, and a hint of cherry. This is one of the more popular flavors, is what it says here, and <laughs> this is the only one that we haven't done, that I haven't done. Yeah. And then last, is the elixir to induce euphoria. Which you said that was what, like a blueberry? Or? Uh, it says pineapple, pineapple with notes of green apple and mint. It's actually oh. very good. Yeah, because I thought when you talked about it, um, you made it sound like it was almost like a raspberry or blueberry. Yeah, it's... no. So it's, that's funny. It's, it's actually neither. Yeah, really good. You know what, too? Since we're here, I'm going to go through, and I've got it pulled up. I want to go through the other drinks, too, that you can get if you go into the um, Fountain of Fair Fortune. So in there you can get pumpkin juice, that's $3.99, fishy green ale, which we described. We got that tongue-tying lemon squash. Uh, this iced lemonade style beverage is a pretty simple drink choice. While its flavor profile and ingredients are not overly unique, there is something to be said about its simplicity. It has the added fresh uh, squeezed lemon squash right in front of you when you order as a nice, well, they're not really describing too much about it. So the next one is Otter's Fizzy Orange Juice. Uh, that one actually sounds really good. I bet you it is a carbonated orange juice. Huh. It says uh, the fruity orange juice is elevated to a unique creation. 
thanks to the del delicate fizzy carbonation. Wow. Whoa, we, we have, have to get, to get that, that next time. How did I ever miss that? So, okay, great. Uh, so that one sounds fantastic. Going to try that one out next time. Peach tree fizzing tea. Um, I'm not really into peach. No. And so I probably would not try this. Uh, it says if you loved iced tea, then you are sure to enjoy the beverage. Otherwise, maybe a slight disappointment. Lightly flavored peach iced tea is enhanced ever so slightly by little carbonation. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd give it a try if we go back. Yeah, well, maybe. When, when we go back. Yeah. Uh, and then I think, yeah, and then it goes through the other thing. And then there's, of course, the uh, uh, Diagon Alley specialty beers, and there's several of those. So anyway, so that kind of uh, covers more than what I had even planned to cover there. But uh, so next we're going to go into not Ollivander's wand shop, but Grigorovich's wand shop. This is also in Diagon Alley. It is, let's see here. It's, trying to, it's basically uh, again, right, right across stage. from the stage. Yeah. And that's actually where you walk into it. Now, you'll see it. Uh, if you come directly into Diagon Alley, you walk past, uh, oh, wow, the what's, the what's the magic shop or whatever it is? Ollivander's? No. It's, oh, um, okay. oh, this is horrible. The Weasleys. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's Weasley's magic shop. You go up, you pass it, you turn to the right, and it'll be right up on your left-hand side. It's actually a very quaint little place. Most people don't even notice it's there. If you do not want to wait in the lines at Ollivander's and you don't want to do the show at Ollivander's, just stop in at Grigorovich's. I believe they sell every wand yes, that is do. sold in Ollivander's. Uh, Connor got the Dumbledore yes. wand there. That's one of the interactive the wands. Do you remember how much it was? I think um, it was I'm going to say 42. 42 or 47. Something like that. Something it's, a, like it's in the mid to high 40s. Yeah. And so we did see people all over the place using theirs. Of course, Connor and I put it in the bag and <laughs> we moved on. So um, we plan to go back many more times. So you know, we get a chance to play with it there. Even with that price, though, um, they are extremely well designed. Because um, you were actually the one to tell me it's plastic. Yeah, but it feels um, like with wood. With the design, it looks and feels no different than wood. And so when I was told that it's plastic, I was amazed. Um, because of every little detail on it feels exactly like it's just you're holding wood. And now the one thing you do not get if you go there, you don't get the fancy little uh, Ollivander's bag. Yeah. It still comes in the same box, but you do not get the Ollivander's bag. So just remember that if you really want that bag, then you probably should go to Ollivander's and wait in line. Uh, and now at Ollivander's, you don't have to go through the show. And don't go to Ollivander's. I implore everybody, don't go to Ollivander's over on the Hogsmeade side. We saw a lot of people still doing that. And if you're waiting in line uh, over on the Hogsmeade side to get into Ollivander's, just go over to uh, go over to Diagon Alley. There is no line. No, uh, like There was never a line the whole time we were there. Never. Yeah. And it's because they have, I think it's five theaters there where they can do their shows. So it's many more than the Ollivander's and Hogsmeade where they have one. And so you end up waiting out in the hot sun and stuff there. It's not worth it. So just head on over to Diagon Alley and give that a try there. Okay, next was just a funny thing. I'm going to play a sound clip. Just short, hopefully I can... I, I have not listened to this clip at all, but I remember doing it, and I know it exists. And that is, if you listened back when Connor, Connor... Cameron and I were there, and we were walking through the streets live. I made fun because they always play Toto. Every time we walked through there I, in San Francisco, you would hear Toto playing. And sure enough, Connor and I were coming through San Francisco... <laughs> 
And Toto was playing. Rosanna think, was playing again. I think we walked through it, what, two or three times, and every time we heard Toto. Every time, <laughs> yeah. And so I said Toto's popular in San Francisco, and Toto remains popular in San Francisco. So anyway, uh, here's a little sound clip of us just kind of heading through there and this happening. Okay, everybody, a year later, and almost, a, well, not quite a year, but this year last September, and in San Francisco they were playing Toto, and today, I don't know if you can hear it, they were playing Toto. <laughs> I think that Toto is three quarters of the San Francisco soundtrack. Alright, we're out of here. You can listen for a little bit as we walk along. Singing it loud. Okay, next, uh, we ran into something as we were coming into the parks, uh, right by Mel's Drive-In, and that was the Universal Studios Street Band. So, it's just a cool little setup of a band. They play all kinds it's of different like music. It's 50s, almost like a big band sound. Yeah, yeah, like they kind of mixed it up, though, and did different like things. jazz, yeah, it's, yeah. It, they have a good sound. And it was band. also kind of right out by the Lucy Studio. Yes. And so Lucille Ball was out there and we actually have video yeah, you'll see video. her wave it's and stuff in the great video. video so to give kind of some backstory we came up through um oh, what, what is that area what, uh, what's the name of it we well, you mean like up onto uh, up onto uh, Hollywood Hollywood. Uh, Hollywood Boulevard it's like Hollywood yeah so Beverly we were, Hills Beverly Hills thank you we were coming up through Beverly Hills and as we're walking through um the woman dressed up like Lucy um one of the characters is um, waving to us and talking to us and um, we were getting ready to pull out our camera but she was walking away. I believe that she saw me pulling out the camera and so while we were sitting there recording the band, she actually came back and uh, leaned into the camera and I think winked and waved and then got up and walked away and just as she was doing that, there's another little surprise that you'll see in the video um, as I turned right around. As you turned around. Yeah, there. It's busy. Yeah, it's it was busy. busy. Everybody seemed to just merge into one place all at one time. Yeah, and so which is great. You didn't have to walk very far to see several different characters. No, it was the Blue Blues Brothers came by. Okay, yeah, you can. Just what say it was. It. Yeah, and you'll see it in the video too. It was great though. Yeah, it Everybody's, was. All of that just happening all at once, and I was just amazed by the fact that um, Lucy remembered or saw that I was getting out the camera, and then managed to come back and just you know do like a little wave and wink um, and then gets up and goes and starts talking to the band I don't know I, th I found that to be fun that you get interaction you get interaction and yeah we'll, we'll finish out the show by, by talking about that our impressions of the park well Connor especially because this was his first time there and I want you to hear his impressions of the park for somebody who had been there for the first time but first uh, we're going to play a sound clip from, from when all this took place so uh, enjoy we'll be right back
Next, we have a, uh, a live review that we're going to play for you from uh, the time that we spent in 8 in uh, Leaky Cauldron. So uh, you've got a quick chance to hear what we ate in there. We give you a full description of what it was that we had. Uh, I think that uh, Cameron and I have even talked about Leaky Cauldron before on some previous shows. Uh, if you haven't been there, it's a great place to eat. Go in and check that out. All right, off to the review. Alright, we are in the, uh, we as Connor and I, we are in the Leaky Cauldron, and we just ate the egg, egg and mushroom pasty. Okay, egg, egg, leek, and mushroom pasty, okay. It's $15.99, last time I was in, which was last September, it was $14.99, so could be things have just gone up because of the uh, seasonal price raise, but uh, we actually split this meal between the two of us, and it was fine for both of us. It's quite a bit of food, so in it you get, obviously, it's a pasty, a uh, little like uh, uh, dough covered with, uh, dough covered like pie, kind of, with egg and onion in it. And you've eaten quite a bit of it with daikit, Tom? Yeah, no, this okay. is really good. Okay, it also comes with fresh fruit, which is amazingly fresh. Yeah. Uh, and that's pineapple, uh, muskmelon, watermelon, grapefruit. and honeydew, and, and a piece of grapefruit, yeah. So good stuff, it was really, really fresh, so that was great. And then it comes with uh, also potatoes. Fried potatoes. Yeah, fried potatoes with onions, of course. Uh, anyway, great meal. As you can hear, the the uh, atmosphere in here is fantastic. So We also um, got, with this meal, you get a free drink. So uh, you can get you know, a variety of things. We got the cold butter beer, which we've had, uh, what, the frozen butter beer also. Yeah. Both of them extremely good. And you cannot get the frozen butter beer as one of the free drinks with the meal, so you'll have to get cold. Cold or hot, actually. So. Alright, that's it. Thanks. Okay, next we stopped, and finally I made it to uh, Springfield when it was open. 
and we stopped and ate, and we, we went into Fast Food Boulevard, walked through there, I filmed some of that, and we stopped and ate at Cletus's Chicken Shack, and we got the double battered chicken. I don't think, we did not do a live review, at least I didn't mark it here that we did. Um, no. So I we can just do kind of a review here. It is kind of like a food court with tables here and there. So you pick out your place that you want to go to, which is like a mall food court. And yeah. and each place is beside each other. You pick the food that you want, grab your tray, you go on over, and, and you sit down at your table. Uh, so let's just talk a little bit about Cletus's Chicken Shack and the food. So chicken, we got the double battered chicken. I thought it was good. The it, pieces weren't huge. Uh, at least, do you remember them? I mean, do you remember I, there being quite a bit of food? I thought it was it was a decent amount of food. It was worth what we paid for it. I think. Um, yeah, because technically we only we paid fourteen ninety nine for this, and Connor and I split the meal. Yeah, so I think it it was worth the money for us. Um, no, I have absolutely no complaints about the place. Good. Okay. And there were plenty of other places if you want to stop to eat in yeah. there. Um, also, what I've heard is the uh, uh, the taco truck yeah, outside was supposed to be that, yeah, it was supposed uh, to be really good. So uh, I would tell people, yeah, go check that out. Uh, and yeah, see what you think of that. Uh, yeah, I would stop back in there though again. It was kind of a cool place, very mm -hmm. themed. We did not get to do the uh, uh, stop in at Moe's and get a Flaming Moe's, uh, but they were there. Uh, they they were serving flaming mose in the in the food court area. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, and then with that you get the cool little cup. Next time, next time. We just couldn't <laughs> do it all this time. And I'll explain to you how far we went out of our way uh, when we get through the rest of this. How far we went out of our way to try to do as much of the other kinds of things and not just riding rides. Uh, most people will think we're insane when we talk about this. Uh, but next we actually were asked if we wanted to be part of previewing some sitcoms and that was in the Lost Continent. They actually met us out in the street, asked us some questions, took us in. Uh, they will ask that you're 18 or older and Connor just happened to be 18. And so uh, we went in, we each saw a different sitcom, they actually put the noise proof headphones on you. They put a trigger in, or uh, yeah, a trigger, a little stick with yeah. a button on the end of it in each a hand. A like or dislike, one screen, one right. red. So like, yeah, green and red, and so if you like something, during the show, not the whole show, but during the show as you're watching it, you press and hold down the green button and continue to watch. As soon as you don't like what you're watching anymore, and let's say if you're neutral on it, then you just not push a button. If you don't like it, then you push the red button and hold it down. Now, if you become bored and you think, now nah, I'm not into this sitcom at all or whatever I'm watching, you hit the space bar and that means yeah. you're tuning out. And so even though... Even though you hit the space bar to tune out, you still have to watch the entire sitcom. So you're going to be tied up for about 45 minutes in this. It's air-conditioned. It is kind of crowded in there, but it's still comfortable. No, and um, it's just neither one of us hated the sitcoms we watched. No. Um, even if I thought they whatever shouldn't make it on TV or whatever, I didn't. It wasn't a horrible way to spend my time. No. No, it wasn't terrible. And they paid us how much? $20. And I have heard some other people getting paid 25 and that they're actually spreading these out more and more throughout the parks. NBC's push, pushing quite a bit right now to, uh, because their fall lineups will be starting here, I don't know, in about four months. Yeah, about four to five months. And so they're trying to figure out what they want to air and they're actually using a lot of the people coming well, in there no. to kind of give their opinions. They've used this before. Um, they have signs 
I believe it's inside, and there might be some outside, uh, showing some of the shows that they have actually run in that little area. And that were chosen. Uh, yeah, and that were chosen. One being uh, Heroes, another was uh, Biggest Loser, I believe 24 was one of them. That's a, well, I don't know, it could have been 24. Yeah, you would remember that I, better than I would. Um, yeah, I don't know, I could be wrong on that. I know at least the other two um, were uh, p- posters up on the walls saying that these were um, shows that people had watched and um, actually ended up being broadcast. And let's see here. You do not remember the name of the one that you watched, Yes, right? I do. It was a uh, telenovela. It was like okay. a... It was a yeah, sitcom, give a plot to it here. Sitcom based on, like... Um, it was a comedy sitcom based around actors in a uh, like Spanish soap opera, I guess. And did you like it? Yeah, it was all right. Okay, but do you think it's something you would make time to watch every week on TV? Um, uh, probably for a little while, just because it would bring back the memory of doing that. But if you um, weren't... But if I hadn't seen it before, I would maybe watch it if it were on, but would not make out time specifically yeah. for it. Okay. And I watched uh, The Wildlife. Really couldn't tell you any of the people. I didn't. I don't watch TV that much, so I couldn't tell you that any of the people stood out to me that were in it. I think you said one of the guys was in a... He was in uh Oh, I forget the name of it now. Uh, American Pie? Yes. Is that what it's called? Okay. I think. Anyway, I think that that's what he was in. So it didn't really stand out to me and would I make time... I thought it wasn't a horrible show all the way through, but would I make time to watch it? Probably not. I don't make time to watch very much. So <laughs> no, I'm not a good representation of that. So. Actually, I think we're kind of the perfect representation yeah. of it because if they can get us to like something that's true um, then, then they know they probably have a hit yeah I mean a massive hit if you because can get us to watch don't it. watch TV right okay uh, the last couple things that I'm going to deal with here actually had to do with uh, Connor Connor is in a wheelchair and so how what better way to kind of try those things out and see what you think of wheelchair access throughout the parks which we can't tell you a whole lot we'll get to that here in a minute <laughs> Uh, but we can tell you a few things about wheelchair access. The first thing, let's just go to the buses. So loading into the buses is not like loading into the uh, Disney Resort buses, but more like loading if you've ever done uh, Magical Express and seen how they load a wheelchair there. It's kind of the elevator platform that comes out of the side of the bus and then you roll your chair onto it, lock everything in place, they roll you up. You unlock, roll into the bus, they lock you in place in the bus and you're done. Where in wheel, the wheelchair access in a Disney Resort bus the ramp comes down, you roll up, they lock you in place. Uh, the buses for uh, the cabana, you set up much higher yes. in them. Where in Disney, you're kind of setting down with the height of maybe a regular car. So. I, I felt, though, as far as um, like the uh, straps and things went. Yeah, ease of loading. Secure, and, yeah. yeah, I felt that um, it was probably a little more secure than what uh, Disney was with their busing. Um, because where Disney only puts, um, like I think two, uh, two hooks around the chair, and they just um, lock it in place, so that there's only two hooks holding the wheelchair from kind of sliding around. Um, whereas Universal, with at least on the Cabana buses, there are actually four hooks coming out of the ground that they hooked you to. So I felt like that was a little more secure than Disney. Okay. Um, but. Uh... Oh no, I don't. I don't mind either of the buses. Were there people crowded around you still? Um, I I feel like it was not all that bad okay. as far as and crowds the buses go. there run from the cabana like every ten minutes. Yeah. So 
as far as crowding. Yeah, in fact, we, we saw one leave as we were walking up, and maybe we waited 10 minutes yeah. for another one. I don't even know if it was that. And so and they can get crowded. Uh, if they do get crowded, the air conditioning tends to fall off a little bit, and they're a little warmer in there. So hence, we just tried the bus just to see what it was like, what the loading was like and everything. And so we figured that out. Uh, if I had to do it again, we'd just keep taking the path. No, honestly, I, I, I would definitely recommend the walking path. It's just easy. It's nice. Yeah, it's really relaxing. I can imagine, too. We went over in, in the evening once, coming up in the evening, like yeah. 5 o'clock, and it was great. Nice walk through there, and the boats come past you, uh -huh. and the water is like greenish-blue, yeah, and it's just so nice. That it's almost like a like movie. Something yeah. you would see out of like an animated movie blue. Yeah, it is. Extremely clear. Okay, and then wheelchair access getting on to uh, Hogwarts Express. Of course, I'd never done this. Excellent. Yeah, so you, what happens is the bench that you actually set on the bench seat actually kind of leans. It picks up, rises up, and leans out of the way. The and, entire wall just... Yeah, um, moves. Yeah, it moves entirely. It swings outward. Yep. And then you just pull the wheelchair right in um, to where you would normally sit on the, the right side bench. Yeah. Uh, and then they just close the bench behind you, or the wall they behind close you. close the wall behind you. And, and you're, yeah. if, if I fit in perfectly, no troubles at all. And it took no more time to load than if people were just coming in and sitting down. No. And there was still went. room for the same amount of people in there. Yeah, well, we had um, a there couple were two times people there were other people us. with us. Yeah, so there's still plenty of room. So don't be concerned with that. Loading, though, was just, we loaded with everybody else. We just yeah, got it on. and smooth. It didn't take any time at all. Yeah, loading and unloading was great. So... Uh, let's see here. The one thing that you do miss, and I think I said this on another show, was the uh, the Pepper's Ghost effect, where it looks like you're walking through the wall, because you end up taking the elevator around it, like up to the next floor. Actually, do you? Yeah. Because um. And we came out we came right out. on the uh, right before you go through the Pepper's Ghost okay. area, but I would have to had to have backtracked to watch you go through it. Okay at that point to see it from yeah, a distance. I couldn't remember if we were able to do it or not. Nope, we came out right there. I think we took uh, like a ride out of the elevator and we went through the area and I remember recognizing how it's black. The walls are black walking through there. Still though, uh, all in all, that is like a very minor thing. Yeah, um, no, no. I, and I still enjoyed my yeah. time there. Yeah, you didn't miss anything. No. So the Pepper's Ghost effect is 10 seconds, if that. Yeah. So yeah, you I don't feel anything. like I missed anything, so. Right. Okay, all right, that covers pretty much everything that we wanted to cover as far as the trip report. So we're just going to throw in a few more things here about how we kind of uh, chose to do this trip, and especially with Connor and his first time there, and we'll tell you even uh, with that how we still enjoyed the trip. So first of all, just let me tell you that the only, we were there two and a half days, <laughs> and the only rides, ride attraction that we went on was Hogwarts Express. Uh, the rest of the time we ate, we walked around, we saw things, we laughed, we... Never rode a single ride. For having not ridden any rides, um, I really, I had an incredible time there. I, I feel like I didn't miss anything. And so, and it really was, it did come down to, um, food. Food and drinks food and walking and around and seeing things and yeah, shops. That's the thing. And I, I, we didn't have to ride rides because, um, the theming around the Universal Parks, um, in all of them, all of the areas, is uh, so well executed that you honestly don't have to ride a ride to be entertained. And that's, that's how I felt. Yeah, right. 
Well, and I thought that was a good interpretation. I mean, this is your first time there. And if you were bored, then you would have been bored. But there was never a time that we were bored. No, never. And so, and we were also, because of the close proximity of uh, Cabana to the parks, we took breaks sometimes during the day. Yeah. Went back, hung out, and then just came back. Well, like, we took a break the one day and came back and ate and went into Galaxy Bowl and did some other yeah. stuff and then left and went back to the parks again. I'll tell you what, too. The, uh, one of the things that I was astonished by in, uh, like, Diagon Alley is it's a very small space, or at least it, they make it feel like a very enclosed space, but never did we run into uh, crowds that blocked my way with the wheelchair. There was never anybody in the way. There was never, like, a large group of people that were blocking an area ever. Um, so crowd control in that area, I don't know how they've managed to do it, but it is absolutely perfect. I think it's because they have so many shops and stuff to take people off of the streets that it keeps people busy. So you don't have everyone out in the street all at the same time with yeah. nothing to do. Yeah, I don't know. I was amazed by that, that we could go into what felt like an extremely small area. And what when you walk in, seems like it has you know a thousand people or more in it. And you never run into a crowd. Right. Well, I thought somebody who maybe isn't always so much into rides might be interested in hearing that fact of how long we were in there and didn't really ride rides. Now, we also didn't worry about it because we both now have annual passes. We plan to go back again here pretty soon. So we were not as concerned with riding rides. This is We're not trying to tell anybody, oh, you're going to have a blast. You're going to be so happy if you've come from you know California. And you don't ride any rides and then you go back. That's not the point that we're trying to make. Uh, just trying to make the point that... Uh, you don't have to ride yeah, rides. Yeah, you don't have, have to ride rides time. all the time. Right. So, um, yeah. But of course, you know, plan out your rides. If that's, yes. if that's what you're there to do and this is your one trip, then plan out your rides. Uh, if you go back to the AP show that we did, show 316, go back and listen to it and it'll go through a lot of that stuff of, of your best options if you're doing like a short stay, things like that. So, anyway, I think that's... Do we have anything well, else to go through? I do have one more story. Okay. So, uh, going back to when we were in uh, San Francisco, um, we were walking through on our way... I believe we were walking our way out of the parks, weren't we? Um, and as we're walking, a uh, an off-duty worker or... A uh, team member is team what member. they call them. Yeah, an off-duty team member um, was just walking around the parks and just came behind us and started talking to us. Um, and, I don't know, he was he was funny, just having a good time walking around the parks, and um, he said that he was doing it just because even though he was uh, not on duty or on shift at that moment, uh, he felt personally responsible for people having fun in the park, so he wanted to make sure that anybody that he saw walking around the parks was having a good time. And this is pretty much the attitude we ran into, again, everywhere. Many, yeah. When Cameron and I were there... We ran into the same attitude from the cast, from the team members. Yeah, uh, that, that though, um, was very surprising to me that the dude took time out of uh, his, you know, off work hour or hours. Yeah. Um, to make sure that people are still having a good time. Well, he was actually talking to us, giving us uh, pointers on yeah. other rides that we could try, places where we could have fun, and even out of the way things he was talking about, uh, just giving us a whole bunch of options to try and so yeah yeah it was great that he's great actually guy. he's actually just touring the parks himself while he's off work and he just but he cares. still just well he loves his job I yeah think. 
And you know, many of them there seem to realize right now that uh, the parks are growing and it's actually helping them to expand in their jobs with pay raises and with job security. They get that, that job security is, is uh, you get job security by having more people that are giving attention to what you're doing. No, I'll tell you, that, that is um, probably the best thing that I saw out of uh, our entire time at Universal was just the happiness out of the team members. Like, well, another story, walking into Cabana Bay, um, from the very second we walked in there, they were playing, you know, like, the happy uh, 50s music, like, swing music, and there was just a team member, or one of the uh, resort workers, just dancing and clapping and having a good time just on her own. And I'll tell you, there's nothing more inviting into a resort than seeing one of the workers just having that much fun and truly enjoying their jobs and or their job and just wanting to see other people enjoy their time. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, this does. It spreads spreads throughout the park, parks yes. and at the resorts. Everybody's kind of having a good time. So, um, yeah, I mean, have, if you haven't done it and you're considering it and you haven't been to the Universal Parks, go check them out. Definitely. And, yeah, last but not least, we did not give this information. I think I did talk a lot about it, yeah, on the... the uh, the last show with Cameron that we did on Universal about Skull Island opening. And yes. so uh, Skull Island and Sapphire Falls opening summer of 2016. So we will be there. We will bring all this if you don't have a chance to be there. We're going to bring it to you in, in high-definition video and audio. And, uh, and so then maybe everybody can have a chance to kind of lay eyes on this thing. All right. I think that's all we have for now. Thanks again, everybody. We so much appreciate that you take time out of your week every week. To, uh, to listen to the shows that we put out. It uh, means a lot. It's no fun to sit here and talk to nobody. And, uh, and so, we, yeah, we believe we have a good bunch of listeners out there. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for uh, stopping by, Connor. No problem. Thank you. Connor will be back again soon as we talk more Universal and some Disney along the way. So, all right, everybody, take care, and we'll talk to you in a week. Bye.